Aloha, it's Robert Stelic. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Planet Show, where I interview wing foil athletes, designers, and thought leaders. These are unrushed, long-form, in-depth interviews where I'm trying to learn not only about wing foiling technique and equipment, but also try to get a deeper understanding of the guest, their background, what inspires them, and how they live their best life. This show is available on YouTube, where you get video, and also as a podcast in audio only. Just search for the Blue Planet Show in your favorite podcast app to listen to the long-form interviews on the go. This show has a lot of video where I'm filming myself wing foiling with a back-mounted camera and people always ask questions about that. So just preemptively, I wanted to show you how I record it. It's a, you can see this GoPro Max camera, 360 camera mounted on my back. And then afterwards I can edit it and show the footage from different angles. So it's a cool system. Just, this is a homemade harness, windsurfing harness with, with an attachment. These are also available commercially. So I'll put more information down below in the description. So check it out uh, if you have any questions about that. The last time I went on a trip off the island of Oahu was to New Zealand in February 2020. This was when the virus was raging in China and uh, right while we're also opening a new shop and so on. So it was a crazy time for me, but I made it over there to visit with Dan Regan, who's our New Zealand Blue Planet distributor. Thanks so much for inviting me. And we went to a beautiful place called Pawanui where they had the Auckland Paddle Fest. And that's where I met Sam Loader, who owns a business called Pacific Paddle Company or PPC. And we stayed in touch afterwards and he emailed me uh, about this new wing he developed. So I was curious, he sent me a sample, I tried it. And to be honest, I, I've tried most wings that are available on the market today. And it, I can honestly say that it's the favorite one I've tried so far. Just the combination of uh, lightweight, po very powerful for its size, easy handling, very neutral on the wave and, and just so many nice features that I like about it. So we talk a lot about the wing and the development and so on in this video here. I'm also planning to make a detailed product review video that I'll post on our YouTube channel shortly, probably within a week or two. So stay tuned for that. And for now you can go to the link below or up here to get more information about the wing on our website. So without further ado, here's my next guest, Sam Loader with PPC. All right, Sam Loader, welcome to the Blue Planet Show. Uh, stoked to have you. And it's been, been a while since I saw you, I guess right before the pandemic, we met in Pawanui in New Zealand and you took me toe and foiling, which was awesome. So thanks for that yeah. as well. But let's talk a little bit first about your background. Like where, where did you grow up and how did you get into the whole water sports and your business and so on? So I grew up in Christchurch, which is South Island of New Zealand. And I actually grew up skiing, so in the mountains a little bit. So I, a lot of people don't know I have a ski background and competed a little bit and traveled and went to the US and stuff. But the I guess the whole water thing came about. We used to go to Fiji as a family just once a year. Pretty lucky to do that. But my parents just said they couldn't get me out of the water from the start of the day to the end of the day. So I was, they were pretty much going down to the beach at nighttime and trying to find me and whatever I was doing, trying to swim with fish or whatever. I don't know. I was just, I've just been addicted from those are my first kind of memories of just being addicted to the feeling of just being in the ocean. And now I just, I kind of need it. And I'm actually a bit more comfortable in the ocean, just like all of us, I think. 
<laughs> all of us addicts. Do you remember where that was in Fiji? Like, I was there a couple of years so ago. We, it was Castaway Island. That's where we used to go. And it's kind of, it is, it's kind of near like Nomoto and Tavarua. And I, I, we actually went there by boat. Yeah. Castaway oh, Island. It's a beautiful spot. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. It's a pretty cool little family spot. But, and then obviously later in life, went back to Fiji and went to spots like Nomoto and surfed around. And I was just thinking, because we went a year before the pandemic. And I was just thinking how good the wing would have been over there. Surf in the morning, there's always a breeze that comes up. So it would have been pretty unreal having the wing then. Next time. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, can I ask you how old you are now? I'm 34. Okay. Up. And then, uh, so how did you get into business? Like how, how did that come? Probably it's a long story. Went to uni, didn't know what I wanted to do. Like probably most of us, I just got an office job in Sydney and I thought, this isn't me. Went back to New Zealand, saved up, did a bit of building and saved up and bought a plane ticket to the US and ended up working for a company over in the US for a little bit, just a surf retailer. And then met up with some shapers and stuff in, in San Clemente. And yeah, I guess worked over there for a year, came back here. This was around the time of the SUP boom. So I yeah, I just started learning to design and designing SUPs and yeah, I, I imported my first container. I think I was about 27, imported the first container to New Zealand. I think it was like 12, 2012, 2013. Okay. So, it was so probably, when the, yeah, the boom. This sport was growing really fast at that time. Man. You were obviously pretty pretty deep into it. I was, I was pretty young, obviously, and sold the first container in two weeks. And I thought, what? This is crazy. This is too too easy sort of thing. And I got another one. And and then I just and then it just went from one thing to another. And I really just love designing boards and yeah. And now here we are. Quite a few products later. Things keep changing. Yeah. Which makes it interesting. So this is your website, PacificPaddleCompany.com. And this is your shop that you, so. Yeah, so that is the shop in Auckland. We've been here two years. I actually, I should have had a photo of my first shop was in a, it was in a paddock just with a couple of containers just when I started out. But I saw this premises a few years ago and we just and made the move and never looked back really. Nice. So that's in Takapuna, New Zealand. And it's, it's 15 minutes down the road from me. So pretty good location, pretty good lifestyle and then i guess when did you start get, getting into foiling and selling foil gear and all that kind of stuff so i remember seeing foiling i think it was like kai and connor and stuff they were on big kind of race boards cut in half and i just went that's ridiculous i have to try that so i think it was the first batch of um foils that came to new zealand i think it was go for at the time so i i got my hands on one of those and yeah, I was just thinking how hard it was. I think it was a little, it was a little wing. And I was just thinking, I got dad to actually tow me behind the jet ski. Cause I, I went straight out in the surf actually. I thought, oh, I can do this. And I just got rolled. So I got dad to, we hired a jet ski, learned behind the ski and it was, yeah. And then from there on, I don't know, just things have just been developing so fast. And now I've just the, the amount of different foils that I've tried, I'm sure you're the same. It's just been crazy like development from where they began. I think it's so much easier now 
for anyone to pick it up. It was pretty hard back then. Small boards, small wings, small everything. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and yeah, I'm looking at your Instagram page here. It looks like you're deep into wing foiling. That's like your main thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it probably needs to be I probably need to maybe get some stand-up paddle action back in there. But I don't know, it's just been yeah, it's just been so easy to to wing lately. Just with I don't know, it's just looking for waves is I still love surfing, still love it. But winging's just so much easier. So I'm just always enjoying the fact you can just drive down the road two minutes from the shop and jump in the water and have a good two-hour session. I'm sure you relate to being busy, having a shop and a brand. I was going to ask you, because you're probably one of the only guys that I know, actually, who has the shop and the brand. So it's a funny scenario sometimes. Yeah. You kind of wear two caps, do you think? Yeah, we're definitely similar in that respect. I've been in business since 1993, so it's been like almost 30 years soon. And I learned over the years to try to delegate as much as I can. And definitely the shop is run, runs more or less without me being there all the time. So I'm fortunate that way uh, to be able to, you know, take care of the kind of the backend stuff and then do try to get in the water and so on. But uh, your feet, like before you got into wing flipping, you were definitely into more into stand up paddling and stand up surfing and all that. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. And like looking at your store sales, like how does foiling compare to stand-up paddling? I know for us, like the whole, during the whole pandemic, stand-up paddling has been super popular and people just getting in the water, especially entry-level boards and equipment has was been selling really well for us. How has it been? I think to be honest, it's been refreshing just with the whole foil thing taking off and New Zealand's quite a small market. So stand-up paddle got pretty pretty saturated pretty quickly here like everyone has their stand-up paddle boards maybe i'm not focusing on it that much anymore but it just the largest sort of chains they bought in huge volumes of stand-up paddle boards and i just i just love the fact i think i've jumped on foiling because it's pretty hard to replicate it's quite technical and it's kind of i i love that kind of specialized part of it and I feel like it's not going to get saturated too quickly. Stand up paddle did, but I'm, I'm definitely going to push stand up. I went for one the other day, actually, there wasn't any wind. So there were, there were waves. So it was actually refreshing to get on a wave. You can't, I don't know. You can't compare that feeling to winging, but yeah, yeah I, it definitely looks, yeah. I was pretty sub dominated. Wasn't I? Back in the yeah, yeah, same as I, I was in, in our shop. And we're still for our shop, we still are still it's the majority of our sales are still stand up paddle boards. And I still stand up paddle. I and I just still into racing and that kind of stuff. We have our training group that meets every Wednesday and so on. Still yeah. doing that. But it's definitely like my when I have time to go in the water, I usually try to go on a windy day so I can go wing foiling. <laughs> yeah. But um hundred yeah, percent. I'm going to go back up to the top here. Yeah. And I started stand-up foiling, but then once I got on a wing foil board, just the, being able to be on the foil the whole time, I, that to me made, was so cool. Is just to be able to be up on the foil for your whole session, pretty much not have to paddle back out again. So that's definitely a draw of wing foiling. Yeah. For me. And, yeah. It's yeah. And not have to use the jet ski so much. I think about it like, you, everybody's got their own jet ski holding on to the wing. You're just getting towed back out to the lineup. It's crazy. 
Yeah, and no pollution and no noise from the from the yeah world. yeah how good it's so good. I guess recently you had the America's Cup in New Zealand and and I guess tell us a little bit about that. You had this posted this video of you guys foiling in between the races. Yeah, it's been honestly pretty crazy with all the America's Cup stuff going on lately. I, I think we're pretty lucky to have all the best sailors in the world in one location for the last year two years it was it's just been crazy this yeah okay this year was a bit of a mission so earlier in the in this story i met the helicopter pilots they came into the shop and they want some wing gear so yeah like everybody's into this thing so even the pilots f filming this filming these races yeah we want a wing so they came in the shop and then i just said oh we might be out there because there are a bunch of us i grabbed josh from the shop and an Olympic sailor snowy and we just went out to the course and I just said look there's going to be a chance we're going to be out there we might be near the course if you want to do a sneaky little flyby maybe in between races I just had my fingers crossed they saw us but they saw us and it was crazy it's actually about five knots of wind here I, I, I so it was hard to get on the foil it looks as though it's like windier than it is but it's pretty light so we all got up on the foil luckily and heard the sound of the choppers come over we couldn't really believe it that they were going to film us in between the race but i guess it's cool because it was on the live youtube feed that's and awesome to get this kind of it's pretty sweet getting this around the world so yeah they came over and like they were filming us super close like i there was one pass the chopper came over and i the wash from the blades just sent the wing fly into my face and i just got nailed but it was awesome so we were that was like an awesome memory we got back to the boat ramp an hour after dark and because everybody's got to go five knots back after the races mm -hmm. so there's all these sort of boats it's crazy just the the most amount of boats you can imagine just going five knots the whole way back to auckland the city wow. so now that was that was it was a cool day yeah. yeah yeah those those sailboats are just amazing and i guess they're really driving the mm. technology of the whole foiling technology and computer science and all that kind of stuff forward it's really amazing stuff that they're doing and the amount of yep. money they're spending on it too yeah it's crazy yeah i was talking to the american magic guys a couple of them i shouldn't say this but i think they spend up to about i think 150 million and they do a couple of races and are out and it's pretty brutal so i got pretty i was i was, I was gutted at the time for them because i got to know them pretty well quite a few of the sailors for american magic and uh, yeah they, it was just outside our house actually when they put the hole through the boat oh. so yeah it just goes to show the gear is really pushing the limit and they're that close to breaking everything you know it's crazy yeah paul that was paul goodison so he's the trimmer for american magic so he stands beside dean barker who's this, who's the helmsman and he's been like as soon as they were out of the cup he's been like winging every day I think he just texted me just then. He came for a win. So all the all these guys are temporarily unemployed. So they, it's pretty pretty cool to see a winging like every single opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah. So a little backstory. Like we yep. met and stayed in touch, and then you had emailed me like that you're coming out with your own wings, and if I wanted to try one. So I said, sure, send me a sample to test, and then I got it, and I was really impressed. It's the the it was my favorite wing I've, I've tried so far and I've tried a lot of different wings just has really nice handling and, and smooth power and has that lofty feel and it, it, is this a great wing so congratulations on that 
And I have a bunch of footage uh, of myself using the wing, the PPC wing. This is my friend Jeff do, doing a one-handed jump, but uh, a lot of this is shot with a GoPro Max that's mounted on a pole on my back. But yeah, so I, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about the, the whole process of making your own wing design and the how you the whole process of doing that and how you came up with yeah. the design. Yeah, again, long. It's a the wings came out and it was. I think it was. Yeah, 2000. What are we now? 2000. So it was 2009, into 2019 when the first bunch of wings came out on the market. Something like yeah, that. About two years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, it was two years ago. Yeah. It was a, yeah. We, I, yeah. So I made sure I got pretty much when they first came in. And so we, I had a good amount of time using quite a few different brands and stuff and figuring out like pretty quickly, like what I like and didn't like. I, it was funny when I first grabbed a wing, I was like, sweet. I just grabbed my sup a little foil board which is like 80 liters and went down to the lake near the shop and i just got owned and everyone laughed at me so i went back up and got like a 140 liter board and then i got it <laughs> but i've only got a little bit of exhaling background like i sailed optimist when i was a kid so i don't have a huge sail background so mainly just surf or board so i got it but i was pretty surprised how quickly like i progressed and then understood quickly like what a wing should be or how it needs to feel to be an all-rounder or kind of what you want so i kind of then lockdown happened so then it forced us we were i was living at munga munga fire at the time which is an hour north of here it's kind of this cool little area with a thousand people and it's got a inlet and a bar and it's a really good place to test and stuff luckily i had the jet ski as well i just started going for it really with with getting wings made and getting them sent and testing them. I think we did about 29, 30 prototypes. Can you go a little bit into the, the different variables that you tested in the prototypes and, and what made you, yeah. And what the final design was based on. Yeah. I, I, I worked alongside a top sale maker and like we, so we started with a frame, we had something to begin with. And then from there, the main, there are so many different things that we played around with, but the span, the leading edge diameter, that was actually probably one of the trickiest to get right. We went with too small, too thick, too, with the strut and the leading edge. The leech tension was like a huge one. And I was lucky enough to actually talk to some top sailors here and they used the wing and checked it out. And we've had some pretty top people looking at the wing through the prototyping process, which is pretty unique. So yeah just to get like the the first wings were flappy and they weren't that good so but through tweet you know, making these fine adjustments we we then got a pretty good wing around like 15 or something and then we just tweaked a few things handle positioning was probably one of the hardest <laughs> just going back and forth just to get these things balanced because yeah i just found that so many wings were kind of too far at the back or too far at the front or something and I don't know, just this pure kind of middle kind of feel that you can just power on with your backhand. So that's the goal. And it was amazing. It's millimeters with handles. Like we'd go a millimeter too far back and then we'd have to go a little bit further forward and just get them right. But yeah, we got there in the end and just we were able to kind of video from the jet ski 
and just see the thing flexing in the air if, if there was too much flex or we got to a point where we got pretty happy it was pretty rigid it was on 90 kg and it was yeah i feel like it's a combination with between late like the weight the balance and the power without being too bulky there's nothing worse to me than a bulky wing it's hard to use and but what, yeah, was, what was the dis disadvantage of going uh with a thicker leading edge because i find it's the wing works great but the tips are pretty flexible mm. actually right it's not that it doesn't feel super rigid the structure of the tips of the wing anyways when you go to yeah when you go too thick every time we went too th too thick in the leading edge it just lighter stuff it's okay when you've got wind but as soon as the wind just decreases a little bit it just doesn't fly quite right it just it's just a little bit too bulky and slow and it's amazing how much the thickness adds to weight that's what we were figuring out it's yeah so it's such a fine line between getting it right i think as thin as you can go but but while keeping the frame as rigid as you can and uh, in saying that it sounds really simple but it, it, it was definitely the wing was definitely the hardest thing i've ever had to be involved with the designing and prototyping and made boards so yeah really easy one thing i really like about the wing is how nice it flies in neutral when you're on a wave and you're just holding it next to you behind you it just flutters and sits there really like it's very well behaved it's like a well-behaved dog on a leash versus yeah some of the other wings you always have to control them the other wings i've tried yeah. they, they don't just sit there uh, in neutral as well yeah I, so what how did you have is that part of the prototype process too or yeah, hundred percent. Because that's a big um, thing for me. I love surfing, so I, when I'm on a wave, when I'm winging, I definitely want to be as unmindful or whatever the word is of the wing as possible, just to forget about it when you're riding. So right. I thought, yeah, with the design, without saying too much, it was definitely the strut which played a big part in that, and just bringing it a little bit lower, bringing it down a little bit compared to the leading edge, which definitely helped stabilize it. My my dad's a pilot, so I've got a little bit of flying background I've got I nearly got my PPL but I've got to do a few more hours but I do have a bit of knowledge with flying actually the coolest experience I've ever had was definitely been in a glider and uh, like I noticed is it two to one uh, a French a French French winger oh, yeah. I think he's Tutuan, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name yeah. but I, I can see he glides he skis and does all this stuff and he puts it all together you can see that he just puts it all together and it's pretty cool yeah, I recently just watched a video of him doing some amazing stuff on the waves, right? Yeah, he's pretty Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That's my goal for sure. So just point breaks, waves, the place that you were in at Pawanui with, with Bevan, that, that's a pretty cool spot for the wing when the wind's on. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. beautiful there. Yeah. I didn't have my stuff and my gear over there when we were there for the stand-up paddle race, but, but yeah. Yeah, and I just wanted to say thanks to uh, Dan Reagan who invited me over there. And he's our distributor in Blue Planet, a uh, distributor in New Zealand. And he's really, in, he really got into wing foiling too. He's, well, he was more of a stand-up paddler and then he got into stand-up foiling and now he's uh, heavily into winging. And I think he, he said he got one of your wings too, right? Recently. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he did. He's loving it. So I saw him last week, caught up with him for a quick coffee. He's good to have around. He's a bit of a frother. So he's, yeah, he grabbed one, loves it. So yeah, that's good. We're, yeah, we're getting a few wings out for sure in New Zealand. So yeah, I mean, cool. like you, it sounds like you've been selling out every time you get them in. Like how many have you sold so far of the, these wings? Uh, 
think we might have sold about 250 maybe that's in New amazing. Zealand. Most just that's, New, that's just in New Zealand. That's just New Zealand. Yeah. So that's, it's not too bad. Because New Zealand only has what, like 7 million population or something like that? Five, five, I think. Oh, 5 million? We have a lot of sheep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I think it's around five, just over five. So, yeah. Right. Not a, it goes to show the amount of people there, right, who are into water sports here. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. cool. But, yeah, it's pretty satisfying seeing the wings out there flying well and getting really good feedback. And, yeah, one, one of the big things for me is just listening to customers and just getting really – and just listening to them with feedback. And some of them might say some crazy stuff, but uh, some of them – a lot of your customers say pretty – Stuff that you should listen to so that's been yeah. definitely one of my things with designing definitely gotta always listen to the customer yeah um, so we've so, got your boards we've got your boards in the store from dan which is cool so we're starting to sell a few of those people are loving them yeah that's awesome glad to hear that yeah thanks for carrying our, our boards i appreciate that and then yeah i was going to say in this drone footage i'm using the 4.8 and then in the other footage i was using the 3.8 and i also have a 5.8 so you have basically one one meter increments two eight three eight four eight five eight right? Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of companies use percentage increments, but I I wanted to keep it pretty simple, and we tried that with prototyping, and we tried mm -hmm. percentage increments, but but it just worked out that two point eight, three point eight, four point eight, and five point eight worked really well for their size and for their wind range that they're designed for. Yeah, I'm actually, I was surprised that Duotone is going with half meter increments. Yeah, they're doing like four, 4.5, 5, and 5.5 and so on. But I, I don't know anybody that's going to buy every single size in that range. So it's like, yeah, well, that's a most people want to only buy one wing, actually. <laughs> yeah, they do. I'm trying to convince people they need two for, for the whole wind range. And yeah, one of my things when designing the wing was definitely to design like the 3.8 to me has quite a big wind range like we depending on what foil you're going to use i can use a 3.8 and like 10 knots up to 25 which is pretty cool and that's what a lot of customers are saying as well that our the wind range with our wings is really good yeah. for the size so uh, they, they, I, I noticed quite a few bigger wings on the market didn't really have the power that they should have had for the size and that was my key thing. So making them as small as possible for as powerful as you could possibly get them. But I think there's a long way to go. I think we're only scratching the surface. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think there's definitely a lot of opportunity for improvements. Yeah, especially I think the wings and the foils too. I mean, just seems like the foils keep getting better too. Actually, yeah. what, so what kind of foil, what's your favorite foil to use right now? What brand and what foil, foil wings do you like to use? Oh, putting me under the pressure here because I, I <laughs> I know the guys at Armstrong pretty well, Army and Bevan and stuff. I'm loving the Armstrong stuff. Yesterday, I went fishing with Adrian Roper, who does Axis. So I'm using a bit of that. And I've been using a little bit of Moses as well. But I'm kind of coming back to Armstrong a lot for winging just because the weight and jumping and it feels pretty good under my feet. But it's funny, these questions, because, you know, by having a shop, I've got I've to have the, the shop cap on yeah and uh yeah just, I mean, yeah the um, armstrong but, like the wing is probably like half the weight of an axis foil with aluminum yeah. axis has that weight sometimes it's not a disadvantage though it makes it feel more solid somehow and more rigid yeah so, I I agree. Guess. and a lot um, of people loving it 
yeah, yeah. and the axis on the armstrong foils which what's your favorite wing to, wings to use i kind of chop and change between i don't really ride anything over the 1550 now if it's super light maybe the 1850 but it's between the 850 and the 1250 i and depending on what board i'm on so if i'm on the little board and it's windy i've got a 33 liter little 40 so i'll probably use the 850 and then if it's a little lighter, I'll probably use like a 60 liter board with the 1250 or 1550. The 1250 has, has a lot of lift actually. Yeah, that's a really mm. efficient foil, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's got a big window. And mm. I reckon it, it's a good one like for point breaks and stuff. You can pump through sections and yeah. I'm just loving, I'm love. it's cool being able to, it's cool actually not having my own foil and being able to try all these different foils right now. Mm -hmm. I know you've got your own foil, but you, you use anything, right? Yeah, I've yeah. been trying everything. And I mean, our, yeah. our Carver foils are the ones we, our own foils are more, a little bit more entry level. They're really easy to use and forgiving and stuff, but they're not, super, they're not the most high speed and most high performance ones. Yeah. So I've been playing around with a lot of different foils. What's your favorite foil at the moment? Like I recently just started using the Axis 810. Have you tried that one? It's, yeah, yeah. It, that's a really nice one. I really like that one a lot. Before that, yeah. I was using mostly the 760, which is also one of my favorites. It's a really yeah. good one. 760. And then if it's really light, the 862. But yeah, those are. And then on the Armstrong, the 1250 or even the 1050 is pretty fun too in, in waves. And yeah, actually. Yeah. It's still very current. Yeah. Actually, yeah, let's talk a little bit about boards. Um, you just emailed me a um, picture of like a late, your latest prototype. Yeah. Let me. Um, yeah. So it's cool. It yeah. So like, talk a little bit about board design and what you like to use and stuff like that. Yeah. So we've, we're lucky enough to have a, a shaper next to the shop. And it's been really cool with prototyping and just getting them made so I can see the blank and get them done pretty quick and take them out on the water pretty fast. But yeah, so I'm going to bring in out a new model, which is slightly wider. I just feel like, yeah, my, my first model, is it was pretty good. The only thing, it probably lacked a little bit of stability, maybe for the bigger, slightly bigger or, or new people for the board length. So I kind of, it's probably what you're doing. I'm just trying to get as much volume as possible and keep the swing weight down. Trying to keep a pretty parallel line and a kind of a square tail. Our first board had a pulled in tail and I kind of I, I realized that that's, that's okay for some people but you want to make it easy as possible right for people to grow to grow the sport or whatever so yeah these are wider a bit of deck concave which is proving to be pretty cool yeah and, and you, um, looks like you, yeah. Have two you have two stringers in there yeah right. two carbon stringers that go right through and right through to the front of board through the track to the back and and yeah the, these I'm going to do a a range of boards made in New Zealand, which is a different thing for me. I've always got most things made offshore. So I think that after the pandemic, there's been the support local kind of thing. So yeah, I'm going to, there'll be a range here made in New Zealand. So it's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. And uh, the bottom shape, like what kind of contours do you have on the bottom of the board? It's a pretty smooth kind of, it's just a double kind of double barrel kind of concave that actually runs through the whole board now i've smoothened it out a little bit not so drastic and then the board's got the same amount of nose kick and a little bit of tail kick i find it's quite handy getting up on the foil when you're winging but yeah it's 
the bottom is is like our first model, but just it just continues the concaves just continue straight through straight out the back, just getting their water for, water flow through the board or whatever. But yeah, it seems to be working pretty well. I've it's probably it's took it out the other day. I had a few people using it, and yeah, people for the size that's it's pretty stable. Yeah, on the wings, the biggest you touched on it a little bit, like the biggest size you make right now is five point eight. Is that correct, or do you make a bigger one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, personally, I find that like when you go too big on the wing, it like because it also increases the wingspan and it's, it tends to touch easier on the water and you end up not getting that much more power by adding more surface area. It seems is that kind of what you're thinking? Like, I know some companies make seven meter or even bigger than that wings, but I've never I've tried but I've never had the desire to buy one that big because it seems like at yeah. you know at that point I'd just rather not go winging and do something else. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I totally agree. My thoughts exactly. I think there's even like a nine out there, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I hundred percent agree. I, I feel like when you're holding something that cumbersome, it, it, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to handle. Just go towing, go surfing, go fishing. No, I yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm considering doing something around six, but only 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 considering. But I'd rather play around with new materials and see if we can get the same amount of grunt and just reduce the weight a little bit before we just start going bigger to get more efficiency. Because I think that possibly maybe with a material change and a design change, we don't have to go bigger to get more power. Yeah, interesting. You're talking about materials. I, I just talked to Todd from Ocean Rodeo. On yesterday and about their yeah. they're coming out with the alula fabric frames yeah. leading edge and and, and this, which is like a super light material and still very strong at a lighter weight so is mm. that is that what you're talking about new materials is or is that, are you considering those yeah i had it yeah I'm, i had a look at, i knew someone was going to come out with that about a year ago or two years ago i looked at that material but guys it just wasn't it doable with production but yeah. it's it definitely yeah, it's pretty cool that someone's doing it i think i've got a couple of things going on right now in new zealand but i'll keep you in the loop with <laughs> but yeah, the pricing is crazy it's like twice as much yeah. as, as a regular wing in terms of the thing. Yeah. yeah like right now i think like recreation wise i'm really happy actually with what we have and that everybody getting into it you can almost yeah when you change materials and you make them super, super efficient, you're kind of dealing with a, a pretty small market. I think we're going to go there when we start racing, if we do, but my thing's in the surf and in the waves, but I guess with every sport, we, we're probably going to, it's probably going to go race, isn't it? With wing, that are my thoughts. And then I think we will see some pretty drastic material changes like you do with the moths, the foiling moths, their, their sails are carbon cloth, like super, super thin. Been through a, a few international sale, make, sale makers factories here in Auckland and I've seen some pretty cool stuff being produced but again it's cost wise it, I don't think people are going to pay 3000 or 2000 US for a, or they might for a, always want to have the best so if something is is clearly better then I think people will buy it but but it, it yeah. has to be significantly better for them to spend that much money I think but uh, yeah, I was going to um, talk about the handles real quick too. I find myself on the 3.8 and 4.8 using mostly the, the widest grip for the front handle and the back handle. And then on the 5.8, I use like the, the middle handle in the back. Is that the same what you do or is that how you design them or? I go the widest grip as possible 
unless it's if it's absolutely nuking, I'll probably use a smaller wing anyway. So I think with with every wing, I, I use the widest possible. But I've got a pretty wide span. I actually went a little bit narrower. But do you find the have you used the widest, the front and the back in the 5.8? Do you think that's a little bit too wide? Well, yeah, I've used it, used it both ways. And sometimes when I, if I want to jump, I'll grab the back handle. But for yep. regular riding, I, I find the on the 5.8, the, the second to last handle in the back worked better for me for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think it's just going to change with everybody's spans and weights and yes. styles. And Sorry? You think it needs more handles? I, I noticed no, some I mean, manufacturers. Like, I, I mean, you know, I, I came from the I came from the duotone wings, which, which have that yeah. stiff boom in them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for so it took me a while to get used to the handles. To be honest, when I'm tacking and stuff like that, I mm. I would miss the handles. Or I would have to look where to grab. And but over time, yeah. you kind of get used to it. And now I can actually pretty much find the handle without looking for it most of the time. <laughs> But having the rigid handle definitely has an advantage. And, and I don't know, I, I think that's something that could be improved. So on, on the wings is like the, the handles. I think having the center inflatable center strut really helps with keeping the, the wing on the water floating. And then also when you're flying on the wave and it's a neutral, it keeps it flying straight. It doesn't tick tock back and forth. Like the, without the center strut, it tends to do that wandering thing instead of flying. Yeah. And, but yeah, and that's what, when I did the interview with Alan Cadiz, he, he mentioned that to the new Duotone slick wing, because it has an inflatable center strut, it, it, it's more, it handles nicer because of that. But yeah, yeah I think that's something, I think it, I just had to get used to the handles too, but it took me a little while to figure that out because the nice advantage of having the stiff boom is that you can just slide your hand back and forth and you can just grab it anywhere and then bringing it out of the water is easy to grab underneath the, the wing and just grab the handle so it took yeah, me a little yeah. while but i mean now, now that i'm used to the handle i think it just is just as good and, and it definitely feels a lot lighter without the boom i tried to make the handles like as rigid as possible so it had a boom feel because a lot of people in New Zealand and obviously in Maui and everywhere in Hawaii and windsurfers who are quite boom orientated, but there's been a few people, hardcore boom guys that have used our wing who have just gone, yeah, no, nah, this is cool. We can deal with an inflatable strut now. And um, so that's cool. So you sold about 250 of these in New Zealand. I find that amazing. Is that like when you go out on the water are like, more than half of the people on your wings or, or how, like yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah i think like we're we're we actually the only ones in new zealand with a shop with our own brand and i think oh. that helps to be honest and there's, there's actually no one in new zealand there's there's armstrong but you know they're, they're more international yeah i focus pretty heavily on the local market it's, it's pretty good for me and but i i just really wanted to have a good wing so my goal was never to just rush and put it because I, I had an opportunity to put a wing out straight away when the first ones arrived, but I just waited. I just really wanted to put a good wing out. And yeah, so we will just update probably every year. I've noticed a couple of other brands have updated quite a few, like some are on like generation three or four or something now, but I think I'm going to just every single year, yeah, have a different version and we're, we're working on it now, but it's a long way off yet. And yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyone in the US, if you're interested in these wings, you can get them from us at Blue Planet Surf.
And I'm, I'm planning to still come out with, I, I told you I would make a video about the wings and I'm planning to still do that, probably post that a little bit after this interview posts. But yeah, let's talk a, a little bit about just wing foiling in general and then some other random stuff. But can you talk a little bit about where you're at with, with your wing foiling and like what you're working on? Do you have any new moves that you're working on or what are you into these days? Oh, it's a tricky one. Yeah, I, I think for me now, I've been going to the lake a little bit to test product, but now I'm just every time the wind's up, I'm looking for a surf spot. So and that, that this is why I find winging really cool because it's I, I didn't mention that before, but it's bringing all these different kind of sports together. So you've got sailors and surfers and all these different kind of sports coming together. And I'm noticing that the sailors, they love going fast. They love putting on a an HA wing and or a smaller wing and going fast. It's not official, but my friend Snowy, he's an Olympic sailor. He got like 30 knots here the other day, which is pretty fast, I think, for winging. And then for me, yeah, it's definitely finding surf spots. So finding point breaks and I like wave riding and the, the wing is just the answer. You don't have to get the jet ski all fueled up and go. Although when there's no wind, I love tow foiling. But yeah, for me, what I'm working on right now, I guess just going bigger. So bigger ears, <laughs> like hitting the ramps. You guys, it looks as though you've got some pretty sweet conditions over your way. Your video. We, awesome. we definitely try to get in the waves too, but I find that sometimes for winging or foiling in general, you, you don't necessarily want to have the, the biggest, steepest waves. You just want a little more of a mellow, not too steep of a wave, basically, because it just yeah. it gets hard to control the foil and on the faster, steeper wave. Unless you have, yeah. if you're toe foiling, you can use a tiny foil. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I reckon you need it's you need a really good combination of waves and wind if you're going to drop your foil size, especially if you're out somewhere on a point break and the tide's going out like you, you don't want to be stranded out there. And so I'm going, there's no one board that I'm using at the moment. So if I'm playing on a point break, I'm going to use a board with a bit more volume because at least it's like really nuking. I don't really want to get stuck out there with nothing. And Pawanui is pretty sharky. Is that? Pawanui, like when I was there, the wind was like straight offshore. Is it? Is that the normal conditions there or? They, they're getting like Southeast, which comes right up the beach, which is pure crossshore. So it's, yeah, so it's perfect. It just comes straight up and hits the point. So you're just like round and round. And I don't know, I think Bevan goes out for seven hours, gets in That's trouble with the wife. That's um, such but, a beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. What are you working on? Uh, all kinds of stuff, but I'm, like one that I've been trying to pull off. This is my friend Daniel trying to do backflips. There's a couple of, of these starting to do that. And I'm thinking about it, but I haven't really thrown myself backwards yet. But I have been trying to do those spins into the wind, uh, like turning the board through the wind and then. It's weird because I landed a couple of them. My the first time I tried them, my first session I tried it, I landed a couple. And yeah. then since then, like that was like three or four months ago. And, and I haven't been able to land a single one since. <laughs> and I think it's all right, about the yeah. wing, getting the wing right on the landing. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. Yeah. It's almost, I don't know what, because I, I used to be able to do threes and rodeos and backflips and front flips on skis in the snow. Yeah. And then I thought, yeah, but, but, I don't know with the whole wind thing when you get air it's definitely a lot of and that's why all these windsurfers um, these guys like bowls and stuff they just know exactly where to put the wing in the wind to help rotate you around which is yeah i need to try it a lot more when i did a three i keep the wing just facing one way and i pass the handles around yeah that's how i did it yeah. but it's probably not the right way to do it 
but it worked well, for me. That's so. what Zane is doing it too and stuff. And but yeah, you did that way. If you do it that way, you just have to stick the landing perfectly because you don't have any power in the wing if you you know until you grab yeah. it again. So when you teach beginners or you get people into wing winging, what are your like your top tips to um, give to beginner wing footers? I am in the shop because we teach people got a jet ski luckily, and we we take people out and teach them how to foil first before the wing, so that they don't have two at the same time to do together which i think is crazy yeah. i think you should always i my opinion i think you should learn to foil first and then grab a wing play with it on the land maybe jump on a skateboard or something but get the feel for the wing and then combine them put them together but i'm always just saying just go big just go bigger than you think with everything so big with the board big with the foil and, and yeah just make it easy and go out when there's wind so 15 knots or over when you're putting it all together yeah um, definitely when you're starting out it's hard it's you need more power to get it going like bigger wing yeah. bigger foil more wind yeah and then as you get better it seems like you can go down in size with everything because yeah you figure out how yeah. to pump it up and get it going exactly yeah yeah any other tips and then there's the whole because there's the whole thing like i think there's a fear with people buying a board that's maybe too big and then they progress and need a smaller board at the shop in new zealand we're gonna we're gonna lease some bigger boards so seven foot by 32 kind of barges mm -hmm. we're just gonna lease them and just so people can learn without maybe buying a board straight away oh and, and then, then um, you'll buy it back and resell it again or something yeah yeah that's a good idea that's kind of it's probably not like the greatest business side profit idea but it i think it'll grow the sport what we need to do i think yeah i think you're right uh, it definitely the it's definitely much easier to learn on a bigger board these this board i'm using is a wing the wingmaster four four six and like it's just no no good to learn on it's just too small and too to get on your knees and it's tippy and hard to, to use and but once you get the basics down, then that's kind of what you can use. So you outgrow a big board pretty quickly. And I usually tell people try to get a used one or, or borrow one from a friend or something like that instead of spend and exactly. don't spend a lot of money on a really big board anyways, because you're going to outgrow it yeah. pretty quickly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it's not most affordable sport in the world, but yeah, it's quite a bit of gear. It's what a, quite a few people maybe, um, off with the gear or whatever but i think that's definitely going to become more affordable and mm. a lot of different options this session but, um, here is actually one of the first times i used the ppc wing i think it was the second day i i, I used it and right away i felt really comfortable on it oh really so yeah. right right away pretty balanced and yeah. yeah no it's a great wing you did, did a good job on that Okay, let's talk a little bit about just life in general in terms of what else are you interested in and do you have any hobbies or cross training or, or other sports or interests? Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to taking the wing to the mountains and um, like jumping off some cliffs. I've seen some cool footage with Kai and stuff lately, so that's been pretty sweet. And yeah, yeah we just, so I'm really pumped on like winter coming, which is weird because yeah, so I'll definitely be taking the wings to the mountain. And so where do you go? Cool I guess on the South Island, you go. Where do you go? And which mountain? Yeah, definitely down south. I've got some friends in Wanaka in Queenstown, and so we'll stay down there. Actually, that's another thing. A lot of people are just winging on the lakes down here. Um, like it's perfect in the summer; they get heaps of wind. So a lot of people are 
yeah, loving it down there at the moment. So yeah, there's that. And then I play a bit of golf and then I, I like fishing because it takes my mind off spoiling. Because <laughs> I do it for a, a job like you, I don't know. How do you get away from it all? A good question. I, I just try to do stuff that's meditative and not, yeah, where you can clear your mind. And which I, I, I love to go hiking actually. Like I, I'll just go on solo hikes try to go where no one else is around and just get out in nature and immerse myself and not listen to anything and just try to be almost empty just yeah. clear the mind basically not think about stuff too much <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's me on the golf finding golf balls the other day golf course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i, I never really got into golfing i figure that's something i can do when i get old <laughs> for me yeah it really takes my mind off things yeah, i think it's I really, just because it's so you have to focus, yeah. You have to focus on what you're doing. Yeah. Focus. Yeah. It's quite frustrating. No, it's cool. So, do you have like a daily routine? Like when you get up in the morning, first thing, is there certain things you just do a, a, as a routine? I usually just get up, have a have a have a coffee with my family, four year old partner Kate, and and I'll check the wind straight away. So like like I never used to check wind charts, but every day it's just checking the wind chart straight away. It used to be a swell chart, but that's kind of changed. <laughs> Yeah. So we've got a yeah. So I'm checking that, and then and then it's kind of I'm not. I don't think I'm where you are yet with the shop. So I've just got to be a little bit involved there. And and so then, so what's yeah. Uh, so what's your typical day like a day in your life? What's it like? Typical day. Get up. Check the wind. If there's wind, I'll definitely wing because I've got staff. I've got Denise in the shop. She's really organised, and I'm pretty lucky there. I'll try and head out of the water. If I can't head out of the water, I'll come into the shop, and I'll pretty much figure out what I need to do to work on the wings or the boards, or I'll go next door and have a look at some blanks and pretty much, and then just deal with a bit of production emails, how it is, a bit of factory stuff. Just make sure everything's running smoothly, really. There's no day where every day is different, which I love. And if I can get out, and that's why I love winging so much lately, because with when it was busy through the summer, I could at least get out on the water for an hour and just recharge with the wing. And then get back to the office a little bit. And then yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty cruisy guy. Get back, watch a watch a movie with the family. You pretty chill four, these days. You have a four year old? Is it a boy or a girl? Yeah. Four year old Izzy girl. And I can't wait to take her and get her into this. <laughs> so I think she's now ready to get on the foil board with me. Nice. Yeah, that's it's cool too. That seems like the younger generation is really interested in it too. This sport just has such a broad appeal, which is which I find cool. It's not just us us older guys. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think a lot about lately with wings and stuff and boards. Just yeah, designing them for kids actually. And just I go, I went around with quite a few of the yacht clubs here, and a lot of New Zealand has a pretty good reputation for the sailors i think and a lot of the clubs were looking at winging as a form to teach the kids how foil works with the latest america's cup stuff it's hmm. i mean the kids are just frothing on it so i think yeah it's actually an affordable way how to figure out how foil works the wing setup i was going to ask you when you when you're wing filling do you switch your stance or do you keep it like in in place like i do i keep it in place yeah, yeah i'm a surfer yeah People people hassle me all the time about it, but yeah, I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I, I've learned whole body twisting and point my back foot, you know, forward a little bit to open up my body, and I, I can point pretty high now on my backside. Oh, check this out! This is my friend Derek. He's he has like lines on his wing, um, so he can hold it way up high. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> kind of, it's like almost 
cross between winging and kiting. So I thought that's kind most of you guys, What about you guys? Are you guys switching your stance or are you guys staying in the surf stance? My good friends are all staying in the surf stance. And I think especially when you're using really small boards, it's that makes it hard to to switch. But I think when, once you, if you didn't learn to do it in the beginning on a bigger board, yeah, it's really mm -hmm. hard to figure it out on a small board. It's just yeah. it's almost impossible. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah I, tr I did it at the, I did it the other day and it, it just felt like I was learning for the first time. So maybe that's something I'll work on actually, switching my stance. Because I, I know for a fact it's going to be better if you're doing, you know, big upwind reaches and stuff. You, you, you just point higher, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I just realized that I wasn't sharing my screen, huh? <laughs> I thought I was screen sharing this whole time. Sorry. Uh, I thought that I could see it, so I was just going along with it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, I got to show this footage. I should have. I, I got to show this footage of um, Derek again. Yeah, I was kind of keeping up. Sorry about that. Yeah, I just realized I didn't have my screen sharing on. Wait, I got to go back here. But uh, shucks. Yeah, I've been playing video footage and was talking about it this whole time. <laughs> but is it uh, what? Derek Hamasaki is his name. Yeah, I'll show this. This footage is pretty cool. Yeah. He's got uh, lines on the wing. It's like way up high. And it's kind of cool because when it, when the wing is higher off the water, you get more power too. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a little bit windier up higher. Let's talk a little bit about the whole pandemic and all that. How has it affected you? And I know New Zealand is one of the few places where that's been relatively unaffected by the pandemic. Normal life is pretty much, you guys are pretty much back to normal, yeah? Yeah, I feel like we're pretty lucky. Honestly, it's yeah, we've, we've had a pretty good, we've had a, a, a couple of lockdowns that we business, the business had to be shut, which is, it's pretty tough shutting your business doors, but I looked at other countries, it's way worse. So I, I actually, yeah, we kind of, when the pandemic happened, we would go to level three and we can all just say, can we wing? And we'd all just meet up down at the local wing spot and we could at least wing and kind of hit the water and go for walks and stuff. But yeah, I feel like we're in our own little bubble here. And especially with the all the America's Cup stuff going on, it's, yeah, I just feel yeah pretty lucky. But you guys, have you guys been in a similar kind of? No, way? no, we've had yeah several shutdowns and and a lot of people out of work because there's no tourism and stuff like that. So it's been yeah affects a lot of people pretty seriously. Yeah, that that definitely a lot of tourism sort of companies down in especially Queenstown down south relying on I think some of these America's Cup sailors they're they're staying in hotels and they're like the only ones at the moment. And I spoke, talking to the hotel managers saying that you'd have to book a year in advance this time of the year. So it, it, it certainly affected tourism. And, but I think we're just fortunate enough to be in this industry. And a, a lot of people just, they need, a, they need to take their minds off things. Wing foiling, surfing, and these sort of sports have been pretty busy, it, like busier. And I think we've seen that with supply demand issues in factories, things like that. But yeah. Yeah. Have you had a hard time getting enough inventory of, of your boards and stuff like that? I mean, we are having issues with that. We can't, we yep. don't have enough boards in stock. A hundred percent. Yeah. We, we run out of boards every two months. <laughs> Even I always have boards in production. I get some of my boards made in Vietnam and it doesn't matter where. So yeah. And freight has tripled or nearly quadrupled in price. Actually. Crazy. Since three years ago. So it's, yeah, it's difficult, but um, making it work. 
So for people that are, I know a lot of people during the pandemic, like being stuck at home, they feel feeling lonely or depressed or, you know, anxious and stuff like that. Like how do you have any friends that go through that? And what, what would you tell people or, or do you have any advice on staying positive and living a good life? I because I, I listened to Rob, the, your podcast the other day, and I agree with him. Don't listen to the news too much and just get out there because, yeah, I think listening to the news a lot and just getting, you know, you know, I don't know, just it can really create a lot of anxiety. I think if you just, the sky's still blue, it's if you can get out there and just enjoy it. And safety, yeah. I, I've just been watching a lot of Netflix. That's the only thing. A lot of good docos on Netflix lately. <laughs> so, watching, yeah. I, I kind of like the yeah I don't know there's a lot of good stuff the new I don't know the Formula One stuff was crazy seeing those guys the new season three and how they handled the pandemic and they still made it work and there's a lot on the line I think yeah the first one was cancelled in Melbourne but, but they still had a season of Formula One yeah and there's just so much line in that sport so it was cool to see like things are still continuing yeah. but I'm, I'm traveling like that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, just having the America's Cup here was oh, it was just amazing. Meeting up, having good chats with Jimmy and and Pete and Dean and stuff. Dean Barker, he's the helmsman for American Magic. He's a Kiwi and he's he's learning to wing at the moment. So like he yeah he must be like I don't know I shouldn't say maybe 50, 55. But there's cool. to me there's like much of an age limit on winging, which like I love about it. It's huge like. I had an 88 year old come in the shop the other day wanting to wing and I'm going to teach him. That's awesome. Um, I'm just, yeah. So I'll teach him on that big board and I'll do it safely, chuck a helmet on him, but I think it's possible. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about what you're saying about the, the news and stuff like that. And I think on social media too, it's, I guess they call it doom scrolling is once you start looking at those kind of negative news and stuff, it just feeds you more. It's like the more you look at it, the more it feeds you and it just puts people in that state of it's like almost, it's like poor design. You know, it's like people that are already anxious, you get, they just get more and more of that. It's, it's terrible really, you know? Yeah. There are, I like to ditch my phone. Every now and then, I, when I'm fishing the other day, I thought about chucking it in the water, but uh, <laughs> no, I just, I, I think, yeah, like when I, I know, cause I, I lived in California for a good year and a half and I know how it is over there. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's kind of, it's not like New Zealand. So it's kind of, there's just a lot more noise. I feel like we're away from it a little bit here, but I can see in other countries how you can get pretty wound up in it. Even, yeah. That's what yeah, you focus so. on too though. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's, you know, what, you know, what you don't have to look at it. You don't have to look at your phone all the time. You know, it's. No, I, I've honestly, I think the wing has kept me pretty sane the last year. It's been like, I'm just stoked it's come along. Who would have thought we'd be holding on to this wing thing and having such a blast? But it, it, I feel like it has actually saved me quite a bit, like, you know, mentally, like to have this to look forward to every single day. So it's been, yeah, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be around for a long time. I think, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. hundred percent agree. It's kept me sane too, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. That we look, I look at your videos and look at your warm water and tropical consistent winds and stuff and get pretty jealous. So as soon as we can travel, I'm, I'm coming over. 
Yeah, we're fortunate, but it's not always like this either. This week, we're not going to have any wind, probably no wing foiling for about a week. Sometimes people come here for a week and they think they're going to be winging every day, but it's not like that. Maybe 50% of the time is good. You might come here for two weeks and not get any wind, you know? And, let, and Maui yeah. is always windier. If, if you're coming, you want guaranteed wind. Definitely Maui is probably the place to go more than Oahu. Yeah, I love Maui. I, shape, I love the Hawaii. shape of the islands is like a funnel. It funnels the wind between yeah. the West Maui Mountains and, and the Haleakala. Yeah. So believe it when we got plane from Oahu to Maui and there was no wind at Oahu when we took off and when we arrived in Maui, it was, the palm trees were just like it was like 30 knots it was crazy white capping everywhere yeah it's yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy like that for sure yeah i just yeah the wing didn't exist then so it was just downwinders so you just pretty much started your business by yourself and grew it and did you have any help or partners or anything like that Nah. so i feel kind of it's funny because like a lot of these companies around me and uh, I've got quite a few people involved. I look at pretty much every company around me, like Armstrong, et cetera, et cetera. I, I feel like a bit of a small fry because it's just me, but yeah, it's almost, it's not too bad being small because then you can do shorter runs and make sure that your product's still at the top of the game. You can do it in a way where you don't have to have such a big sort of volume kind of machine. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but yeah, a, a lot of the other companies I'm looking at have 10, 20, 30 people. We've just got a few. <laughs> It's just me and the factories and a couple of staff in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone you want to thank for their support or that's there for you? And just my partner, probably just for putting up with me Yeah. and family and stuff and everyone that supports me in New Zealand at the shop. And yeah, um, just going to keep developing, keep the product improving. That's my goal for the next few years anyway, just yeah. to keep improving things. And right now yeah. you're doing mostly your, most of your sales are just consumer direct. You're just dealing directly with the customers and more than. Yeah. Yeah. Sales. It's been, it's been pretty cool just dealing directly with customers. And I think, yeah, it's pretty unique to be able to just test here in New Zealand. I think we've got a pretty cool place for testing. Like at the time where I was testing the wing, there was no one around. So it was pretty cool just being able to do that with no one like coming up to me on the beach. And, but again, like that is cool. And in, in in, when I'm in Auckland, uh, like you come out from the car park at where we wing at Takapuna, you've got about like 10 to 20 people around you sometimes like asking you what is this new sport so it's pretty crazy yeah yeah and I, for people here in Hawaii like going traveling to New Zealand is really nice because it's only one hour time difference really so you you don't really even get jet lag you, you instantly adjust to the different time zone and then and it's a different day, but the, the hours, it's only one hour difference, the daylight. And then you're in the opposite side of the planet. So it's your winter is our summer and the other way around. So I guess it's nice for you guys to come to Hawaii in, the, in your winter when it's summer over here. The Kiwis come here for that. Oh, yeah. It definitely breaks up the winter. I feel like up, up north, though, it's not too bad. I used to live, you know, down south freezing, but you'll be winging with gloves on. And that's why I keep thinking about handles with gloves, <laughs> just making sure the gap's big enough for the colder parts of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a thing to keep it. I didn't think of that. And then I sent one to Russia and the guys, ah, oh, I'm using my three millimeter gloves. It's feeling a little tight. So I thought, oh, damn it. Maybe I'm going to have to make a bigger bet for the handles. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just seeing these wings around the, like different parts of the world, especially like Russia and stuff. And it's crazy seeing your own brand 
around the world. WA in Australia, I've got a guy over there, Jason, uh, wingman. He's doing pretty well, so people are loving the wings in Oz, so that's cool. And nice. yeah, would, I think just for me, I, I kind of just love my life like right now, and I love my lifestyle, and I think I don't want to grow super fast or get an investor on board. I'm happy just doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah, you're self-funded. That's always, I think always the best way. Just better to grow slower, but keep the ownership and be able to do what you yeah. want. That's, that's my philosophy. And I guess we're actually similar in a lot of ways. We have our own shop. We sell a lot of direct yeah. sales, but yeah. And you ship all around the US, right? Drop. Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot that's of air cargo shipping. It's actually pretty affordable. We actually have free shipping on our website because we can just include it in the price when we sell, sell boards yeah. online. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. So you, but you, how about you, do you ship to Australia too? Do you ship boards or mostly just your wings or everything? Or like, it's a little bit harder, I think, to ship from New Zealand. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's pretty expensive. So mostly the wing and that, that's the good thing about the wing. It's been pretty affordable to, to send around the world. Boards are another thing. I think if someone wants to sell boards, they've, they've got to fill a container. It's I think it's crazy air freighting boards. I yeah, I used to air for like prototypes, which yeah I think it used to be like twelve hundred New Zealand or something, just for one little board. So it's quite cool being able to prototype and just prototyping in New Zealand now with the boards. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah the wing is great. It's so small; it just doesn't take up any storage as well. So it's, I think yeah, do you find that? Easy to I mean, you, you yeah, might. No, totally. It's a lot easier than the board. You don't have to package it. It's, it's already comes in this little yeah. box and stuff. So it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Unloading a container of stops is, is a big job <laughs> or a few containers for you, I would say. Yeah, it is. I'm just looking at your background. It looks kind of like one of those fake Zoom backdrops, but you earlier showed me your backyard. Can you oh. show us your little pool and stuff? Yeah. It's a real background. Oh, yeah. It's not a fake background. Oh, is that a trampoline? Yeah. yeah. I heard Baltz Muller talk about practicing backflips on the trampoline with the wing in his hands. Have you tried? I should probably try that actually. I, I, cause I might be hard with that yeah, mesh I, around. I could, there's actually a big like trampoline place down the road. Uh -huh. like a, I might ask to bring the wing there. It's like a big open one. I take Izzy there. Yeah, I should do that. But um, like, cause I can front flip and backflip on skis. Yeah. I, I know the feeling and I think it's going to be the same. I'm just too scared to try it, to be honest, but I, I'm going to yeah. try it the yeah. helmet on but uh, it's the same feeling because once you get over with skis on anyway the skis and boots your the weight just pulls you back around it actually feels pretty natural like right. when you get you just naturally just keep going around you can spot it so but it's just it's that you have a, the wing between you and your landing and then and then the foil above you yeah. so it, it just seems sketchy <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten around to trying it i think i'll leave it to the pros <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I thought it was interesting too that Ankadiz was saying he he doesn't jump at all. He just like focuses. He's such a good winger, but all he does is stay. He stays on the water, which like, makes sense when you get older. You don't want to get hurt and stuff like that. And, yeah, um, and just I just enjoy jumping too much. But it's probably not the best thing to do for my body. <laughs> Same, but I'm I'm actually surprised how it's actually not that jarring on your body like you can it's quite cushiony especially yeah. you know when it would be probably more jarry but it seems we can go pretty high without too much jolt 
on the body, which yeah, it's crazy. Especially yeah, yeah I want to I want to be able to jump on waves and jump back into the wave. I think that's the next goal. Yeah, definitely having that wing and being able to hold it above you like a parachute just really helps with land softer landings. Even more so yeah, than exactly. like on a windsurfer, you can't really hold it in that position when you come back down, you have to come down pretty hard usually, but on the wing you can really come down pretty gently if you do it right, but you can also come down pretty hard if you if you don't have the wing yeah. in the right position or whatever. Yeah. And that's yeah. the whole that's the trade off I find with when it is really windy, you're going to want to go for a small wing, but it's going to be trickier with ears. So late, lately, I've been taking bigger wings out, trying to take bigger wings out in stronger winds, just seeing how big of a wing I can take, like in 20 knots. So I've been I've been using like I it was 30 it was 30 knots the other day, and I was using a 3.8. Mm-hmm. And most, you know it, I should have been using a 2.8, but the 3.8 just made ears so much easier. Yeah, and then it's so it jumps out. You can just spill a bit of air. Yeah, pretty easy to lose power just by spilling a bit out the back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's one nice thing too that you can really depower pretty easily. And yeah, if you overpower, just put it over your head and let it flutter. You know, so yeah. All right, I think we went over everything I have on my list here. Do you have any last words? Anything else you want to share or talk about? No, I'm just really looking forward to coming over, visiting and over your way. Look, looking forward scenery. to having you visit Hawaii. And yeah, and yeah. I guess I'll come back to New Zealand too when they'll allow Americans back in. I just got my yeah. first shot of the vaccination and should get my second oh, really? shot in a week or so. Yeah. And we yeah. haven't, we bought it. I think it, it's coming into effect soon, but I think we, we've just got it rolling out. So hopefully that opens up the borders a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how it's how different it is distributed and around the world, like Israel is already like fully vaccinated, they're vaccinating kids now, and then other countries don't haven't even started the started it yet. But I mean, in New Zealand, you pretty much got it under control there. You haven't had any cases for a while, right? For a while, we had one case the other day, and our prime minister just goes full into lockdown straight away when anything like that happens. I think it was. Yeah, it was one, we had a lockdown for one week. And then it's it's nothing now. So we're, we're, yeah. Do you think that's an overreaction, or are you happy that your prime minister is on it like that? A lot of people think it's an overreaction now, honestly. But then you got to look at the other side. Like, what happens if there was a big outbreak? It, it would be a huge effect. But what's one week of your life? Just catch up on some other stuff and go for yeah. a walk, go for a hike with your family, and yeah, I don't know. Work. So every time we've had a lockdown, it's just given me a time to actually catch up and work on designs. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I no, I'm with her on that one. So that's good. Yeah. It seems like New Zealanders are really supportive of the policies. It seems. And it's nice that you can live your life normally the rest of the time. If there's no cases, then you can just go about your normal business, right? Yeah, honestly, it seems pretty normal. And then you turn on the news and it's not. But it's like these um American magic guys, Nick Dana and Paul Goodison and stuff. I know they're traveling around the South Island right now, but they, they've both told me like they don't really want to go back home right now. They don't, they're going back to Italy, actually. So yeah, it, it's been, I didn't mention, it's been crazy just having all the teams, Prada, American Magic, Ineos, all just coming into the shop and holding the wing and giving their feedback on the wing. And we're talking about laugh pockets and different materials. That's been pretty unique. It's been pretty special. So I feel like, yeah going to be some interesting developments coming out soon, I think. So yeah, super cool. 
All righty. Thanks so much. Oh, I was going to ask you earlier, you mentioned that you watched the, the interview with uh, Rob Whittle. Did you watch, did you watch it on YouTube or did you listen to the podcast or like, I'm just curious, did you listen to any of the other shows and what are your takeaways or any tips and ideas for the show in the future? Oh yeah. And also who should I interview next? Was that, that's I another think question. Yeah, I think mean, job, like, it's funny because I, I thought about doing what you're doing like a few months ago, <laughs> but not going to do it. You're doing a great job. Like I've been watching them on YouTube, on TV. I've been watching them with Lily and Kate and like Annie and stuff. I really love the athlete interviews. But then again, like having guys like Rob and stuff is pretty cool. And I actually watched that because I was hoping to learn a little bit about the new Armstrong system mm -hmm. you know, that we're selling in the shop. Yeah. And for a lot of customers asking me a lot of questions at the moment on that, but it's pretty damn, it's pretty simple. It's just, it's a product progression. It's just a couple extra it's a good new on the old. And yeah, so I've, yeah, put the anxiety out for people who, who think they need to buy a whole new setup. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, know, no, maybe, I, I, maybe uh, interviewing Army Armstrong about that would be a, an interesting topic, huh? Do you think? Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Have you reached out to Army? Oh, yeah. he'd be, he'd be, could ask yeah, him. He'd, he'd, he'd one, he's he's cool to, he's a character for sure yeah, yeah yeah he's he reps like it's always fun winging with those guys because yeah he's just one of those guys he's the test pilot don't put him in front of a computer <laughs> <laughs> okay but i don't know i, I want to see i want to see guys like john maybe pick up this thing because i've I, I i like watching the vela on youtube Mm -hmm. And I, I like the way John, guys like John and, and some other pro surfers that picked up foiling and they love it and they sail. So I'm thinking, John, if you're sailing and foiling, why aren't you winging? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't seek time or something. I don't know. It'd be, I want to see some of those guys pick it up. Yeah. It might be tricky to get him on the show, but I can try. And then, I, but I yeah. try to do it about wing foiling. So maybe, yeah, maybe I need to get him to start wing foiling first and then I can interview him. Yeah. Exactly. No, Kelly Slater's got a house actually near here. So he, he's just, he's building right. one or he comes to quite a lot up near Mangawai when we're testing the wing. So mm. it'd be pretty fun to see him on a foil. Yeah. Most of my, yeah. But no, I don't know. It would maybe, you've actually had pretty, the athletes that I was going to suggest and everybody's probably suggest Kyle any, but yeah, I'm trying, I'm re I reached out to uh, his dad. So that's the only email I had, but yeah. I'll, try, I'll try to get him on the show for sure. Working on it. Cup sailor, one of the one of the recent, um, maybe Paul Goodison or Dean Barker, one of the, one of the American Magic guys. Because okay. I mean that that new to it, and I've got a different perspective. So that I think that'd be quite cool to talk to. Yeah, for sure. If you have his contact information, I'd love to. Maybe you can introduce me or something. Yeah, interesting to to learn about the foiling sailboats. Yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, it's he's pretty cool. Sounds like he's pretty hooked on yeah. the wing right now too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hooked. Yeah. yeah. And it was crazy because at the time I, I was lucky enough to come out with them, they took me out on the chase boats and stuff. So I got, I looked at the foils pretty close up and it's just crazy what they're doing and the limits they're pushing. But I think at any single, every speed, right? The foil has a maximum, no matter what it is. For sure. Yeah. That's one of those things too, about the speed of the foils. Like you were talking about the 30, what is it? 30 miles per hour. That's super fast, but really the limit is set by the foil more than anything. I think the wing yep. and the rider can go faster. It's just like you start to over foils, but then if you have a thinner, smaller foil, you can go faster, but then can you still get it going? Yeah. You know, that's the question. So, yeah.
Yeah, it was 30 knots. No, it was Paul Snowy Hansen. He's an Olympic sailor here. So he, he understands how to hook up to the wind. And um, like guys like that, they pick it up so fast. And yeah, the, he was actually using a kite foil. It was about 500 and it was quite a long fuse. And it, it was a kite tail wing. It was a racing kite. Yeah. 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 With a, and he got that top speed on the 4.8. And we were testing between the 5.8 and the 4.8. But he got the, he got the highest speed on the smaller wing, hooking up to it. So you could really hook into it. Yeah. So that was it. Hooking into um, it. Was he using a harness or you just? Is wasn't. No. Uh, was he? Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was just those guys. I don't know. They just have the thing where they just bring it right into the rail of the board mm. and it like creates this I heard, I heard someone talking about that the other day actually yeah and i tried it the other day like bringing the wind into the rail of your board and you just yeah. create this like vacuum and you just get it real fast yeah <laughs> it just goes so fast you get more power from the wing and it's like closing yeah. the gap oh yeah no I, it makes the thing we're just going to be seeing like so many progression with foils being thinner faster yeah i'm thinking too like the, the leading edge is pretty thick and that the thick bladders and you have to have it like you were saying you have to have that for the rigidity of the leading edge when it's inflated but it seems like yeah. there's if you made it rigid and then you could have a much you know thinner leading edge and there would be less drag if you're really trying to do top speed and racing it makes sense to maybe uh work on something like that yeah, having a thinner leading edge maybe yeah, 100%. It's no secret when you look at the America's Cup boat or any yacht, the leading edge of a, a mast is, is oval. It's not round. It's got to be aerodynamic. I think a circle is probably the most inefficient shape to go through the air or something. So, but, but when I, when we use these wings, to me, like they're pretty efficient. So at the moment, so it'll be crazy to see where they're going to go when they do start the leading edges thinner and a different shape. I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, in a way, I'm almost wishing that it wouldn't get go that direction no. where it's all, everything's extreme because it's to me it's just so much fun and and like why do we really need on windsurfing you have the the speed boards you have the slalom racing boards you have like foil boards you have freestyle boards you have wave boards and beginner boards it's, do we really need all that stuff and and different sales for every sport and stuff like that it seems like too much equipment. So yeah, I agree. I agree. It's really fun right now. The gear feels great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Keep it simple. And, and keep it simple, especially for the people picking it up. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good way to end, end the interview. Got the sirens going by, but yeah, thank thanks so much for joining me today. And maybe we'll touch base again in a year or so when you have some new stuff coming out and more stuff to talk about, or or when you're here in Hawaii, maybe we can have a live interview. Right. <laughs> Or yeah, maybe I'll yeah, come visit you. Yeah, thanks right. for having me on, Rob. Yeah. Always, always good to keep in touch. Thanks, Sam. All right. Take care. Hello. All right, congratulations. You made it to the very end. And don't leave yet because I have a message just for you. So from YouTube Analytics, I know that over half the people that click on the video link on YouTube leave within the first 30 seconds. And by the very end of the video, only about 5% of the people that clicked on the video are still watching. So that means you are part of the top 5%. So you're at the very tip of the pyramid. It's like you're at the top of the sport, an influencer, 
and you're the ones I'm making these videos for, the 5% that's still watching now. So I'm not rushing these interviews, obviously. I wanna get as much information as I can, and I hope you feel the same way, that these are super interesting to me. I really enjoy these conversations, and I hope you like them as much as I do. So we're the ones who set the directions of the sport of wing foiling, and I think we can all agree that we wanna keep it safe and fun, and inclusive for everybody. So that's my commitment to you and I hope you agree that's what we want for the sport. I really appreciate all the great comments on YouTube. I read them all. I try to respond to every comment. Feel free to leave your comments down below. Any questions are welcome too. It's always good to have some questions and ideas for new videos to come out with. And please give it a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. That really helps our rankings on YouTube. If we get a lot of thumbs up, then more people will get to see the videos. I also want to give a shout out to all the super fans that always watch and comment. One of them is Joe Skill, who's a paraplegic and uh, he's super into all these wing foiling videos and he wants to learn how to wing foil on a sport wheelchair with a small wing. So I think that's super cool, Joe. I hope you um, get to try that and uh, let me know if there's anything I can do to support you. People like you are awesome and inspire me to keep making these videos. I'm stoked to have people like you who comment all the time and you know who you are. There's a lot of other guys, David Velasquez and a lot of other people that always comment and, and give us the thumbs up. So I appreciate that. I'm really excited about the next interview as well. I'm going to talk to Kandy Wild from Maui, KD Maui on Instagram. He's a young athlete from Maui, super talented waterman and also a, really a deep thinker. I've listened to some of his interviews on The Progression Project, which is another really good podcast. And uh, just, he has so much in-depth information about how the foils work and so on. So I'm really looking forward to learning from him and uh, sharing that knowledge with you as well. So stay tuned for that show, coming soon within the next two weeks. All right, thanks for watching. We'll see you on the water. Aloha.